Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host and I am very excited to be joined as always by my good friend and partner in crime. He is the Fulham Flyer. He is the Shawangunk Express. He is the Arlen Glick to my Arlen Spectre. Phil Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. It's an absolute pleasure. Nothing would I prefer on a Sunday evening to be in the Pain Cave with you and our special guest. Yes, very happy to have you here. We're very happy to have our special guest here in the Pain Cave with us tonight, making their debut on the Pain Cave. We have an East Coast trail running legend who I think is kind of breaking out onto the national scene at this point. We are very, very excited to get to know them and learn a little bit more about their career, what makes them tick, and get into some really silly 20 questions with the great Beast Coast runner, Riley Brady. Riley, welcome to the Pain Cave. Thank you so much for having me on. We are super psyched to have you. We can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. I think we've both met you a tiny bit in the past at some of our favorite races up and down the East Coast, but uh, we're really excited we've to hung, dig into it today. Before. Yeah, we, it, yeah it, I don't know it, if we can go that far, but... You know, little Cayuga trails... Before. I love I love CT fifty. Yes, so cool. It's, it's I mean, like the course is just stunning. Like the first time I did it, and I looked at all those like gorges and waterfalls. I mean, I I absolutely loved it. I haven't been back for a couple of years. It's definitely on my list to go back. But yeah, it's 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 really good, and like it's a great vibe there as well. Like a lot of cool people do it. Yep. I mean, except yeah. Jay, obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the crew of people there is like a lot of fun. You see a lot of like faces you've known over the years it's you know 50 is always nice because you can hang a little bit after it's after 100 you basically want to hang in your bed you know yeah. or like in a shower <laughs> like you're sociable but not quite as sociable as a 50 you know um but uh, yeah it's definitely a special race i i love that course so so yeah we're, we're gonna get started into kind of everything in terms of your background and everything else but before we start phil what are we drinking tonight well, I've uh, I've gone with a treehouse brewing. It's a uh, nice. it's called Stick Season. It's a it's an American double IPA, and it just has. I mean, the artwork on this can is absolutely amazing. I don't know, like if you guys can kind of see it, but it's kind of got like this kind of forest scene with this lady with an amulet on and these gold kind of leaves falling. It's just like such stunning artwork. Um, it's almost a shame to drink it, but not that much of a shame. You know what I mean? So this is an audio podcast, Phil. Yeah, but it's for your benefit. I mean, you know, <laughs> I could see your jaws both dropping to the floor when you when you saw that artwork. You know, like I mean, I know you've seen the Mona Lisa, you've seen Picasso's, you've seen Rembrandt's, you've seen all this, you see this artwork, Jay, and you're like, you're like, yeah, that's that's good. So anyway. I. I just came back from... Uh, How are you going to top that? I mean, are you going to be able to top that? You're going to be not, like... Not visually, but I, I do have high hopes for this beer, actually. No, no, no. I have I have high hopes because I was just up and down the 87, the Northway Corridor for our little side project that we're working on here. And uh, I grabbed a couple of crowlers from this place called Dancing Grain, uh, which is a little bit north of Saratoga. Um, it's a really nice. cool farmhouse brewery I'm excited to tell you about. But I have a, a Harvest Sun, which is a uh, a Saison that I got. So it's gigantic. I'm not going to make my way through well, the entire thing. But well, you, you need me to come over and stomach pump you later? Or what's yeah, the story? Yeah. I mean, are you going to like reseal the can or something? Dial, dial 9-1 now just so you're ready and then you can hit the one later. All right. Riley, what are you drinking? Uh, seltzer. <laughs> Phil, everyone Pure has seltzer athlete. on. I don't know what's going on. I, I, it's too close to my bedtime for alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, y'all. 
Cheers. And by the way, I do love a good seltzer as oh, well. Oh, God, that's so good. Oh, that's really good, Phil. You're going to like this. All right, I'll drive over. That's after. delicious. Come over after. I mean, that is like a sight to behold. You drinking a 32-ounce crowd. It's enormous. I mean, that's like... It's enormous. That's like a Discovery Channel episode right there. God, that's fabulous. Okay. Very, very All good. Right. All right. All right. I think, I think we can generally assume he likes the beer he's drinking. I'm very happy. Yeah. I, all right. I'm going to make it through a lot more of this than I thought I was, so you're going to have to drive the bus a little bit because you know me. It's not going to take long for me to be passed out here. Riley... Sorry for all the nonsense. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's not waste any more of your time because it is it is getting close to bedtime. Um, <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Riley. We know obviously East Coast, and you made a real name for yourself in some of the uh, some of the races around here. But yeah, tell us a little bit, uh, especially for those of us who don't know about your background, where you're from, where you're calling from in now, and and uh, how you came to this point in this crazy sport of ours. Yeah, um, so I am from New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour north of Philadelphia. Indeed, yes. Uh, I know New Hope up? very. I know New Hope very, very well. Yes, go on. Oh, it's like strong ultra running territory around there. Yeah, shout out to uh, our good friend Giuseppe Cavallo. I think is from New Hope, right? I think he's uh, from I have uh, no New Jersey, not New Hope. No, oh maybe, yeah, shout maybe. Out to him anyway, I mean, what what's the town on the other side of the river from New Hope uh, in Jersey? Is that Lambertville. Lambertville, right? Yeah, and, and, and actually, outside of Lambertville is where all the good trail running is around here. Right, like there's nothing on the PA side; it's all on the Jersey side. I used to date a girl when I was in med school from Ringo's, which is right near there. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah right up the road. Yeah. Anyway, very good, cool. So from New Hope, yes, go on. Sorry. Yeah. From New Hope. Um, now I live in Germantown, which is part of Philadelphia. I spent um, two years living in Germantown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alden Park, um, Wissahickon. Yeah. Very close to the Wissahickon. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was actually looking at apartments in Alden Park, and then we found something else like, a couple miles away. Yeah. But um, like, if you're going to run every day, like you kind of have to be there because otherwise it's just too stop and go yeah. inside the city. Um, so I like it there. It's a beautiful neighborhood. Um, but I am planning on moving out West later this year. Um, so <laughs> I know. <laughs> In the pod. Nah, kidding. The roots, uh, East coast roots are there. You can never I know. I know. <laughs> Where's out West going to be? Boulder. Uh, um, everyone. All right. Yeah. That's it. I'm moving as well. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> everyone calls moving out there. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, uh it's tough around here to find running friends and um with my work schedule i have to work on weekends um which is when the trail running the trail running group and the wissahickon meets on sundays and i work sundays so right. it's like tough to link up with them um and it just seems like there's i keep flying out west for these races and i'm <laughs> tired of flying out <laughs> yeah yeah so, no it's i mean it's hard to blame people for for wanting to be out there, especially right. It, it kind of is the the center of the trail running universe right now. So yeah, how did you get into trail running and ultra running in particular? Yeah, so um, I started running cross country in high school, junior year. Um, before running had just kind of been like you know I stay in shape for other sports, um, none of which I was very good at, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then so I went to a very challenging high school. Um, I basically spent my life doing homework. I slept very little. Um, I would 
you know, go to school, do sports, do homework until like midnight, one, two in the morning, wake up, do it all over again. Um, And when I got to college, I was like, I have all this time. Like if you manage your time, you aren't staying up all night. Um, So I started running more and more and found out this was a sport. Um, (laughs) And my friend Amelia, who lives in Ithaca, um, we met in college. She really wanted to do Cayuga Trails 50, actually, and told me about this race. Um, And I needed... You're You're talking about Amelia Kaufman, right? Yes. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she regularly kicked our asses at that race. I yes. think. <laughs> yeah, regularly. Like she, she watched like, us run off fast, and like she was like, "Those two idiots would be blown up by Mark 20. <laughs> and she just like goes stomping right over our our carcasses on the trail. And she's she, one well, she's one cat's tail, I think, too, Phil. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think she ran over me there as well. I'm sure she like, did. Yeah, I got to stop that going out too hard thing. Probably on a downhill. Like yeah. she is the world's <laughs> best technical descender. Like I, I don't know if it's like that she's so little and like close to the ground. It's but a low center gravity, exactly. She's she very skilled at um, technical descents. Like she just can do them mind blowingly fast. Um, so yeah, so she's she moving out west as well. I'm working on it. <laughs> so she's the one who got you into the into the ultra scene. Yeah, so we we wanted to sign up for Cayuga Trails 50 together. Um, it would have been our first uh, first 50 miler. Um, at the time, you needed a qualifying race, though, either a marathon under a certain time or a 50K under a certain time. Um, and I'd never run a marathon before, so we like scrambled looking around for a race I could do just to qualify for Cayuga <laughs> Trails 50. Um, so I ended up signing up for the 50K at the New Jersey Ultra Fest. Um, sure. And I, I don't know, after those two races, like, uh, I was like, yeah, I want to be in this sport. And I'm not sure why, because I was in so much pain after CT50 <laughs> <laughs> or during CT50. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of did it for me. Yeah. So then how many times have you run Cayuga Trails? Because I, I definitely, we, oh, we've definitely been there when you were there, but not, yeah, not eight years I mean, ago. Yeah, in like 16 or 17, maybe for the first time. I've run Cayuga Trails maybe uh, like three or four times. Yeah. I've done it a bunch. It's like, it's yeah. my favorite race on the East Coast. Um, yeah. yeah, I've it's done fa- that quite a Fabulous few. race. Um, so was it a an overnight success? Did you have success in the sport right away? Or did it take you a little <laughs> while to kind of, uh, you know, break in a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so at, at New Jersey Ultra Fest, the very first ultra that I did. Um, I actually came in second to Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a pretty small local event. Um, and then I definitely think I've been building over the past several years. Um, with the last two years, I think being the most successful in terms of results right. for me. Um, but there was that like little taste of success early on that I was like, Oh, maybe I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when did you realize that you could kind of compete on the national stage? Cause that I think is what has started to happen. Like you said, in maybe the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Um, probably Havelina. That was my, <laughs> like, I can play with the big kids yeah. moment. Um, yeah, that was a very affirming. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Havelina. As, as we said, Phil and I knew you a little bit and certainly knew of you from, from racing around the East coast. But I think for the vast majority of ultra fans and probably our listeners, 
Although I guess most of our listeners are friends of ours, so they probably knew you as well. But uh, I think Javelina is kind of when you kind of popped onto the radar of the the ultra world in general. Um, I, I actually, maybe that's not true. Maybe it was early this year. I mean, you, you were up there at Bandera and stuff like that uh, with Ellie and everything else. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Javelina and then maybe go backwards a little bit because Javelina is the most recent thing. Um, was that your first 100 mile? No. Um uh, I don't know how many I've done. Probably like four, five, somewhere in that okay. zone. Okay. Yeah. Um, why did you pick Javelina this time around? Was it the golden ticket primarily? That was definitely part of it. Um, Javelina had also been on my list. Like Halloween is my favorite holiday. So nice. the, the vibe there sounded really fun. Um, yeah. But definitely when it became a golden ticket race, I was like, all right, now's the time to sign up. Right. Um and also because I thought that I stood the best chance of getting a golden ticket at a hundred mile, um, rather than a hundred K. Cause I think I, I'm stronger at the longer distances. Okay. Okay, cool. Tell us a little bit about the race and how everything kind of went down. Yeah. Um, so it started off, uh, the lead women went out like really fast <laughs> and very early on, I was like, wow, okay they're going really fast knowing that a bunch of people would probably drop out or not be able to hold that pace but i was thinking like all right a few people are gonna hold this to the end um so i was just like all right i'm gonna focus on running the paces that i want to run and uh taking care of myself like really making sure i'm trying to eat and drink what I want to be eating and drinking and focusing on getting ice like starting in the second loop I was trying to really make sure I stopped to get ice every opportunity I could get Um, because it's so easy when it's early in the day to just be like ah I don't need to ice up here I'm just gonna run through this right Um, so a lot of my goals around this race were to like stick to the plan of taking care of myself and not just kind of like get wrapped up in what everybody else was doing um and i was running with casey and nicole for a while um and that was good because i was like all right they're strong smart racers experienced Um, yeah you know they're not going to do something stupid yeah and and also just like you know if i'm here with them like both of these people have had success at this race in the past like the front of the pack is going to do what the front of the pack is going to do but like i haven't lost touch with you know being competitive right. in this event um i actually and in the second loop i ended up throwing up a bunch of times uh because i i took a raspberry gel and it didn't go down <laughs> <laughs> uh, decided to try it again and threw up three more times oh, uh, so I, I ditched that and like moved on to other other foods i had in my in my stash um, but after that in terms of like my body cooperating like it was pretty smooth sailing um, after loop two and I was able to just kind of like stay very consistent throughout the day. Um, like looking at my splits afterward, they're like pretty, they're all like hovering right around three hours. For um, each of the laps. Yeah. 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 I love that strategy. Get the, uh, get the puking out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> two puking, get that done and dusted. No, it sounds like you raced really smart though. I mean, like looking after yourself especially on a hot day like that is just so key because you know like you're like it's going to be so detrimental if you're not fueling you're not cooling and hydrating like later in that race you're going to pay so hard for that 
that's a really like good strategy that you had there so yeah it's hard to remember in the moment because you feel like oh, i'm wasting all this time at this aid yeah. station but to just say like it's not wasting time it's saving time later to just like take yeah. 30 seconds to get ice right totally yeah and good question it sounded like the heat was a little bit more I think extreme that and maybe not extreme, but more so than people were anticipating. I, I, you know, I had a couple athletes who were running out there and everyone was saying it was going to be a relatively cool day. And I think it kind of snuck up on a bunch of people. Um, I didn't feel like it was that bad. I like the heat though. Hmm. Um, I'd much rather be hot than be cold. I mean, it definitely, it, it was warm, like coming from the East coast yeah. and like going out to Arizona, it feels like summer again, but, right. um, it wasn't like Western states warm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So, you know, at what you said you were running with uh, Nicole and Casey and, you know, when did you kind of make that move that kind of, uh, got you into that golden ticket, uh, position? Um, I don't know if there was like one moment where that happened. Um, I think I don't know how I got spaced out from Nicole and Casey that just sort of like happened naturally, like di spending different amounts of times at aid stations right. and like, um, and then I was running on my own for a while. And I think, I don't remember when, but my crew was like, you're, you're in third now. And this is probably somewhere in the fourth loop. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then come at the beginning of the fifth, loop i passed heather jackson um and that was that was when i was like all right now it's the last now loop time. i gotta give this everything i got right awesome awesome and you were basically running down devon by the end it, i mean you were only what six eight minutes behind yeah i i think it was 10 minutes okay um but I had no idea I was that close to her. I thought she was like an hour ahead. Yeah, yeah, because she had run, she had basically run off the front, and I think she had built up a pretty sizable lead. I don't think she knew that you were closing as fast as you were. Um, but yeah, an incredible performance and um, sub fifteen hours, which is just a absolutely fabulous, fabulous day. So you did, you got the golden ticket for Western States. You did accept. You are going, correct? Yes, yes, I'll sign up. <laughs> awesome. So we can talk nice. about that in a little bit. Uh, I, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't address some of the controversy that arose afterwards. And I think some of that, you know, obviously uh, the controversy arose because I think there was some confusion around kind of the non-binary gender category that, that you were racing in. So can you explain a little bit about, I, I, this was a new category, I think, for this year for for Havelina, can you explain a little bit about how that worked in terms of registration and the golden ticket? Yeah, so um, the this you're right. This was the first year that Havelina had a non-binary gender category, um, and so I'll do my best to explain this from what I think happened from talking to the race directors sure. after the fact. Um, so when I signed up, I obviously signed up through ultra sign up and ultra sign up actually has two options, um, when in your, within your profile. Um, and so one is gender. So man, woman, or non-binary, and then the other is sex or the category you would like to compete in. And so on my ultra sign up, I, since they provided that option, I have been, my gender is non-binary and right. I have my sex or category I'm competing in as female. Right. Um, and so I think when 
uh, Havelina decided to add this category, they they accidentally just pulled from the gender category on ultra sign up um, and classified me in the non-binary division, Interesting. even though I indicated my that I'm competing with the females um, in in the ultra sign up structure. So I don't know how much of that was like the the software end of things or right. if somebody made a decision. But I think that that's where some of the confusion came in um, with the race. Right. It seemed, it seemed like a like a well-meaning um, effort that that just right, I think, was miscommunicated a little bit, I think. And, and that's where some of the yeah, people... I think it was a really honest mistake. And right. like I Aravipa is trying to do a really good job with this. And like, I really don't want, I don't know if they've been getting any flack. Like I try to stay off the internet, but I just, <laughs> like, I, I think that they've done a really good job and I want, uh, like they're going to learn from this experience and right. like try to be better. And like, no, and I think, done it, so. yeah, I, I mean, I think we should, um, you know, we, I think, you know, they should certainly be applauded for trying to be inclusive, even if, you know, they kind of stumbled over things a little bit the first time around. But, um, you know, I, I think probably inclusivity is the way that we want to kind of err on that side. Right. And so, you know, I, I guess it's unfortunate, but, you know, there, there's going to be growing pains, I guess. Yeah. Are there sure. are there other races that you're aware of that have uh, non-binary categories? Um, so Vermont 100 um well, actually, I don't know if they have a category, but they definitely have. Um, I, I know that they're aware when you register your gender, because mm -hmm. Amy, the race director, reached out to me and asked, like, how would you like to compete right. in, in this event? Um, I know, like, the New York City Marathon actually just instituted a non-binary yep. category. Um, I feel like I should be more up on this than I am, but I'm not. So no, I don't want I don't want to make you, you know, responsible for for listing yeah. stuff. It's just, yeah, no, I think, you know, I think ultimately it would be great if if all races kind of moved in this direction and and recognizing what people are comfortable with and and want to be, um, you know, and, and and how they want to compete, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like I can only speak to my own experiences here, like. And it might be Please, different yeah. for me than for other folks, but like it matters. Like I still want to compete in the female category because that's where the majority of my competition is. Like I, I don't really want to be competing in a separate non-binary category because it's not, it's not competitive mm. at this point. Okay. Uh, so as long as like I'm getting referred to and talked about the way that I and getting addressed the way I want, want like I would like to be able to keep competing as a fem in the female category because that's what my body is so right right and you're more in it for the competition <laughs> it seems like um is what you're getting out of it yeah i mean i just uh that's a valuable part of racing to me right so right yeah awesome yeah. would would you want to see something like western states I, and again i don't want you to speak for other people or anything like that but just for you personally would you want to see something like you know uh, a non-binary golden ticket system or something like that or or um or or, or do, you, do you want to keep the competition more like you said a, a little bit i don't want to say diluted or anything like that but you know you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know that i really have an answer to okay, that that's fair um yeah <laughs> that's fair no totally fine phil we should probably get into 20 questions shortly did you Let's have anything else it. you want to do before we get there no i'm i'm ready to fire these questions away Great. Mighty, look, absolutely ready there. <laughs> On standby, nervous, 
All right, Phil, do you want to start us off with the first question? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. What is the toughest race that you have ever run? Uh, Virgil Crest 100. Oh, yeah. That sounds, I've heard that's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to go. I've heard it's really hard. So, yeah. Nice. yeah. Has a has a good East Coast reputation, that one, right? Yes. <laughs> That's a classic Ian Golden race, just like... Classic a, you know, Ian Golden. 15%, 15% harder than it needs to be, I think. Yes. <laughs> you, you've won that race, is that correct? Yes, last year. Nice. Cool. All right. That's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll run the 50. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That might be more fun. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask one that I think we already know the answer to. Do you have a coach? Yes. And David Roach. Is that coach the same coach that we have? Yes, it is. All right. How long have you been working with David? Uh, since last January uh, after Bandera. Okay. Nice. What, were you working with anyone before that or were you self-coached before then? Nope. Um, self-coached in quotes. I like followed a lot of David's like free internet training plans sure. and kind of like adapted them to what suited me. Um, but I had, I really had wanted to work with him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's what, so nice. So what, cool. uh, what has he, what, what's changed about your training working with him that, that you see like moving your career forward basically? Um, you know, it's a little bit difficult to like put your finger on one thing. It's like taking a test at school, like you do well and you're like, oh, I didn't need to study for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, definitely doing a lot more strides mm -hmm. and the workouts that he gives me are harder than the ones that I was giving myself. Um, the hill and, beast, is that the, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he doesn't name them in the training plan, <laughs> right. but like... So I'll just see whatever the workout is and be like, yeah. all right, let's go do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always know what's going to show up on my cool. schedule based on what the workout is that he wrote about in the uh, in his trail runner column that week. It's just like, oh, I guess I'm going to see that one coming up in the next couple of weeks. Or like whatever's on his mind. Both of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I I always dread the five uh, by three minute hills. Oh, God. Yeah. So hard. That's, that's always problem. the one I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that I changed my mindset, I, I always like, if you look at it and think it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. If you're more optimistic and you just go at it and you just do your best on everyone, it's going to be a better workout. And he yeah. definitely has that like thing where he's like, you know, absolutely flooring yourself, guttering yourself isn't the best way to get the best out of the workout, you know? Yeah. So, Except yeah, maybe on the five like, by three minute hills. Yeah, I have just no choice on those. <laughs> yeah, by the time he gets to the last one, I'm just, just gusted. Wanna, whatever you just want to puke. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Phil. All right. Uh, what is your go-to post-race meal? Oh, um, probably pizza or burgers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So sounds like we got another runner at the pizza race next oh, year. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. West Coast are coming in. Yeah, a ringer. Maybe maybe Ellie will come too. All right. I'll send out the invitation. We got the eighth East slice Coast this year. It's gonna be right? We we're we're still we're still good with the eighth slice. It's 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 hanging in there. Yep. Hopefully they all stay open. All right, cool. Uh technical trail or buttery single track? Uh I think right now I'm gonna lean towards buttery single track. <laughs> Sp spoken like a true boulderite. Okay. All right, I think I know the answer to this question, so I'll answer it. How many rest days do you take? 
as we as we're all coached by the same person, maybe all we know the answer, but Mondays. Mondays, that's Yay. right. <laughs> what I is get so much stuff done on a Monday? <laughs> I know, I know. It's just like, I've got the whole day just, to do I things. I schedule everything on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I don't get anything done on Monday. <laughs> like, uh, what do people do with their time? And I just like while it away doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> well, that's good. That's that's entertainment and rest. And and it's it's mental stimulation, right? It's it's um yeah. you're you're staving off Alzheimer's. That's good. What's the best <laughs> concert on the bright side? <laughs> what's the best concert you've ever been to or the most recent concert you've seen? Uh well, I haven't been to a concert in a very long time. Um but I think best it was probably Mandolin Orange uh, when I was up in Burlington. Oh, nice. Mandolin Orange, right. I'm going to be on Spotify after this. <laughs> oh, they actually changed their band name to Watch House Band, I think. Watch House um, Band? Yeah. But I saw them when they were Mandolin Orange. Um, right. Made a note. We'll check out after. I've not, I've not heard of them, so that's cool. <laughs> I'll, I will be on my Spotify. Um, okay. What motivates you when things start to suck? In running or in general? However you like. I think in both. Yeah, in either or both. <laughs> um, I think in running, uh, it's like this idea of delayed gratification, like this isn't going to last forever and just kind of knowing how much better it feels to stick it out and finish something that you started when it's smart to do so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of like knowing that that's, that's temporary, um, but that long-term I'll be much happier if I just get it done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's great. What's your favorite race? Oh, favorite race. Oh my God. Uh, I'll go with Cayuga trails 50 right now. It's a great answer. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Ian does a great job. Great. Answer. He does. All right, this is my, one of my favorites. Um, if you could compete in any non-running sport at the Olympics, what would it be? Oh, um, like you just magically develop these skills. You magically exactly. have the skills. Table tennis, <laughs> gymnastics, whatever you want. It's got to be gymnastics, right? Really? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, you, I mean, those... It any particular just, event? Any particular? Oh, I don't know gymnastics well enough. <laughs> but right. like, watching them fly through the air and like what they yeah. can do with their bodies, like these crazy flips and like, it's just incredible. Yeah. They're amazing athletes. I, I love the gymnastics. It's uh, just, it looks yeah, terrifying to me. And all, across all the disciplines. I mean, it's just, you know, they're in, insane high level athletes. So Yeah. Cool. All right. What is the worst injury you've ever had? I've been pretty lucky in being mostly injury free, but I think I had a femoral stress reaction a couple years ago. Mm. Um, I don't think it ever turned into a fracture. I didn't really go to the doctor, um, <laughs> but it that definitely that pain took me out for a long time. Mm. So we're talking like weeks, months. Uh, probably over a month. I don't think like multiple months. Okay. Yeah. That's a while. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, who inspires you? A lot of people. <laughs> um, right <laughs> now, <a> time. <laughs> yeah, right now, Heather Jackson. Um, 
I know that she kind of like burst into the ultra scene also at Havelina, but I'd been watching her for a while going into this race. Um, and I just think she's an incredibly tough athlete, like watching her grind away in her basement on the bike trainer where there's like no interesting scenery whatsoever. <laughs> um, and she's still there doing it is impressive to me. And then also just like, she's, she always has a smile on her face. Like she seems to really enjoy what she does. Um, and she's like willing to jump into new sports and try new things. Like she's making this leap to gravel and trail running, which I think is just super cool. Cause I think a lot of people get good at something and then they want to hold on to it and like stay yeah. good at it and are yeah. unwilling to kind of dabble like that. Right. So I think what she's doing is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. What race is on your bucket list? uh western states <laughs> okay i was gonna say you can't say western states because you're about to run it but okay we'll we'll okay. accept that until you actually run it what non-western states races on your bucket list uh there's so many <laughs> <laughs> um i think i, I want to do gorge waterfalls oh nice yeah um that oh, one good. ellie did that last year and just the way she talked about that event um sounded really fun yeah um yeah so i'll go with that one yeah beautiful trails there that's that's awesome nice yeah all right uh what's your favorite movie or the best movie that you've seen recently um i'm gonna go with best movie i've seen recently which is the elvis movie i really like oh was that, that good uh, well i don't know if the movie itself was actually good okay <laughs> <laughs> um the Baz lerman the director yes I, does yeah. these like really fast cuts and so it was a little weird but i i thought it was really interesting learning about elvis's life i really didn't know a lot of that and i just really like movies that incorporate a lot of music mm, and yeah. so this did that and watching it through a second time actually i like started to understand more also after i'd done all this research on elvis's life i was like oh now this these like fast cuts make sense with i can kind of like piece it all together right right um, yeah, but. he's a very interesting director. He did um, he did the Romeo and Juliet movie, I think, and uh, uh, The Great Gatsby and Moulin Rouge, right? Moulin Rouge, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, some really great yeah. stuff. And that guy in that Elvis, who, the guy playing Elvis looks a lot like him. Yeah, so that was that was the star of the movie. Like, the guy who played Elvis, yeah. I thought was amazing. Yeah. I think he did such a fantastic job. Awesome, awesome. All right, I'll check that out. Very cool. Um, my turn, Phil? It is, I yep. think it's my turn, yes. Um... All right, let's do this. We're talking about movies, who plays you in the movie based on your life? Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's going to be easy on 20 questions. <laughs> May Martin. Who? May Martin. I don't know who that is. Uh, they're, uh, if you watch the show Feel Good on Netflix, they're mm. the star of that. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, Summer Lovin' from Greece. Nice. <laughs> that was a quick answer. That's, that's like a serious, <laughs> like, that's my song. I used to sing that with one of my best friends in college. So, like, that was what we would do on yeah, our Friday you, nights. You had that one chamber. <laughs> you had that one have, ready like, to go. an experienced karaoke pro on the pod. <laughs> I like that. You could have an ultra-running karaoke pod. That would be fun. 
We have we don't have many listeners as it is, so maybe we shouldn't do that. No, we should start doing <laughs> no, that. We might actually get loads if we do that. We should start. We should totally start doing that. That would be great. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna start doing that now. I'm. I, it's gonna be a holiday special. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Maybe we'll do that for maybe we'll do that for yeah, the uh, for the lottery can't show. Bit out because someone will steal our idea. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do this for the lottery show. We're gonna do karaoke. We got like three and a half hours to kill. We're definitely doing that. All right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite trail? Uh, there, there's a trail up above Lambertville, so the town that is across the river from the town where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like kind of a ridge trail. It's actually pretty short, but it just runs the length of town. Um, and I like, I like that it's just kind of like right outside of town and you can look down over the whole thing nice. um, and it's kind of a fun descent so awesome nice sounds great um which celebrity do you wish would follow you on instagram courtney dewalter does she count of course <laughs> oh yeah totally okay of course yeah i mean I, I i ran the uh the bear a few years ago and i i stopped and asked her to do a selfie with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She wasn't running. She wasn't running. No way I was anywhere near close to where she would be. Let's, she uh, right. Let's clarify that. Exactly. And I was like, oh, can we get a selfie together? She's like, yeah, of course we can. I was like, nice. But she doesn't follow you on Instagram, does she? No. But no, I mean, of course not. Like, I've interacted with her. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at a race? Or otherwise, um, I guess. I guess... Uh, peeing my pants, like every single high school cross country meet. <laughs> really? Everyone? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That counts. I... Although maybe after a while, it's not so embarrassing anymore. Yeah. You, you just learn to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, if you had to race dressed in a costume, what would it be? Um, probably... Like one of those skin tight super suits, like Spider Man or something like that. Uh, just because I feel like you know that that's relatively running functional. Oh, the era <laughs> you're going for the aerodynamic choice. Yeah, right. Approaching it like a true competitor. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. <That's> good. <laughs> uh, last question, Riley. What changes do you see coming in ultra over the next five to ten years? Oh, that's a good one. Um, obviously, I mean, I think our sport is becoming increasingly professionalized. Um, so I I would like to see actually more prize money. I don't know if that's going to be happening. It seems like maybe some races are starting to offer that. Um, I also think that more people are going to keep getting involved. Like, it seems like our sport is just like, growing um and that's awesome like i want that to be the case um and it's it seems like right now like so much of the emphasis is on western states and utmb right um but there's been like murmurings i know a lot of people like kind of push back against that and so i kind of wonder like maybe in the next like five to 10 years in that range with the sport growing and getting increasingly professionalized, like maybe that will offer 
like more sort of like big scale races so that so much of the emphasis isn't focused on these like two events right Um, i don't know if that's gonna happen but uh yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing we're all kind of waiting to see is is how does this play out, right? As as you you know, UTMB and Ironman kind of you know expand their influence around the world, and it does seem like the the top athletes are are just continually kind of drawn to those those races. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not right there there is. I, I think, like you said, there there's definitely a grassroots pushback. I think, and when when the whole Ironman UTMB thing happened, we you know, we were talking to AJW and a couple other people and, you know, talking about how I think it will be, there will be a little bit of, um, uh, you know, kind of a rediscovery of some of the grassroots races and everything else. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I think it is going to be tough for them to attract the top quality athletes when so many people are going to have to base their calendars around, you know, a couple of big races right. each year. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Riley. What is, I, know, I mean, I know next year is obviously going to be dominated by Western States, uh, as, as I would assume your, your goal race for the year. What does the first half of the year look like for you kind of setting up for, for Western States? I am still not totally sure about that yet. Um, I'm just sort of starting to think about that because I was waiting until after Havelina because mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen there. Um, I'm probably going to do Western States training camp so not a real event but i would like to get something else in there ahead of time right um gorge waterfalls maybe that might set up well what's that maybe gorge waterfall sets up well i'm thinking about that for sure yeah Yeah. similar kind of terrain not 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 climate wise but i think trail wise in terms of you know what to expect with footing and, and climbing and that sort of thing yeah definitely awesome awesome and when does the move happen is that kind of dictated yet or uh loosely february oh which is like not a great time to be driving across the country but (laughs) i was gonna say you're not exactly escaping the worst of the winter on in either sense but what are you gonna do (laughs) yeah whatever it works in terms of no No, exactly exactly uh riley thank you so much for coming on this was a lot of fun i think uh it was really great to get to know a little bit more about you and and uh, can't wait to follow along next year Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much. That was awesome. Thanks to everybody for listening. And until next time in the paint cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded. Like a good old pair of jeans Rusty like a proud old car That's drove a little too far And seen too much rain But long ago as a child I looked at the night sky And wild wonderment And ride the bus and feel upset To think of all the years I'd have to go through there I was still young I was still young And I was still